Okay, good morning. Today's class is Daniel Cohen Ben Yafa, also in the success of your Today's class is also sponsored in the Rufur Shalema of Reina Bapahia and also in the Rufur Shalema of Yitzcha Ravit Bat Yehudit. Okay, today's class is a very, very important topic, and we're going to talk about the power of the power of patience. This is definitely what we have to work on. The parsha that we talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu had instead of speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. And Rav Nachman's telling us that this is extremely important. That whenever we're trying to force something to happen before it's time, or we're doing it out of frustration, not only do we err in it but obviously we, it backfires on us. So this, this concept is very, very deep, and this is exactly what the world is struggling with today. People, people, you have to understand something. It's extremely important that your talent matches your character. We know many, many people who have a lot of talent, but they don't have, their, their character does not match the talent. People that are very, very well, attractive, successful, but when it comes to emotional intelligence, that does not seem to be there. And this is something that we have to work on. Because if you start having talent without character, the talent is going to end up losing. And you see this all the time. You see sports stars, they get out of college early. You see situations in life where people try to get married earlier and their character is not there. And character is definitely made, how a person develops his character is by emulating God. And this is something that I've had to work on in my life. I, I've, you guys have already heard the story how I've, I, when I started doing, praying to God to do his bodhidut, it took me six months, I didn't get an answer. So Rav Nachman says the real key to hitting our goals is to have this concept of to sanctify the nose, is to have this ability to have patience. We know our ultimate goal in life is to emulate God, and emulating God requires connecting to his 13 attributes of mercy. We, just, we were just praying, and one of the, two of the attributes of mercy is erich apaim, slow to anger, patience. It's funny, I was having a conversation with an Aries, and they all have the same issue. I mean, a particular individual, and everything's going, going completely backwards in his life. And it's all from the impatience, this anger, this demanding concept. Remember, the, in the energy of Aries, which we have that energy that we can all connect to, in the area of Nisan, which you have the ability to have the greatness of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Moshe Rebbeinu, Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rab Nachman, but at the same time, you have the ego of Paro. <laughs> so it, it's the balance of having the, God's giving you success, God's giving you talent, but recognizing that talent is really from heaven. So we, when we speak about this concept of Moshe speak, instead of speaking to the rock, forcing it, this is a very, very deep concept, which is, it's in life, we have to use power, Versus force. When I use power, I attract things in my life. When I use force, I'm demanding it to happen. And some, forcing something before it's the right time is ultimately going to be a form. It's not only going to work for you, but it's actually going to leave you nothing but frustrated. You could see that the world is very frustrated. And the reason why we're frustrated is because we're trying to shove a square into a circle. <laughs> 
you know, an example of this would be, I'm waiting for my wife to change so I can be happy. There could be no greater joke than the Persian joke that I said yesterday, than that joke. I'm waiting for my spouse to change so my happiness comes. I'm waiting for this condition to happen so I can change. Do you understand? You have to use the power of being in a state of joy and, and, and the power of faith instead of trying to force things to happen. So we walk around like frustrated. I'm just everything's such a frustration. And yes, and this energy of this month and the postures of the week, it's definitely this energy of frustration. But we, we can't have this concept of, and I'm not telling you to take the Miami approach of, yeah, take it easy. That's, that's not the approach either. Or the New York approach of hurry up and wait. You have to have the balance of both. David Allen says a great, great line. He says, patience is the calm of acceptance that things can happen in a different order that you have in mind. That's, that's a very deep concept. Things are going to happen in a different order that you had in mind. So that's where patience comes in. Patience comes in, it doesn't mean it's going to be in my order. You know, if you would have told me today, predict how this was going to be, I, was, I would be 100% wrong every single time. It's not your order. You know, we, my wife was like, you know, when she was dating, she would ne- never thought she would marry a guy at 23 years old with two kids. <laughs> that, that's what God gave you at this moment. Do you understand? And the whole point is, it's not in your terms. It's in heaven's terms. So you have to really, really pray that you should be able to accept what God has for you at that moment. And that is really, really, really the concept of patience and acceptance. Rabbi Nachman tells us that praying to God, you should pray, pray to God with supplications, not demanding. If God requests it, wonderful. If He doesn't, wonderful also. That means we cannot make a demand. Spiritually, you could make demands. But with other things, you cannot make demands. Because demanding itself is the source of all, when a person has, when he demands something, he's trying to take it before it's right time. And when you do that, again, it, it, it gets you into, like I said before, when, you have, when, you ha- you, when, you, when you're going to have anxiety to get married, you're going to have anxiety to have kids. Then you're going to have anxiety to move into a house. And then you're going to have anxiety to, do, to, to, to move to a bigger house. It's always going to be the constant form of anxiety to get to the next moment. And that's really, really not, not we can't live like that. So this is exactly what we were speaking about. The intense complaining that Moshe, and obviously he had a legit reason to, 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 be, to be annoyed. They were complaining all the time. Instead, he, instead of speaking to the rock, he, he hit the rock. And what he did is he didn't ask for God to hit the rock. And this is a, this is a great example he's saying here that Reb Nachman saying that when you have, what gives you practically patience is faith. Faith gives you patience because without patience without faith you have no patience and you can see what's the opposite of faith anger and 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 anger and anger is a is an absence of that so this is extremely extremely important how you have to work on this another another patience is two page two things that define you in life your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything so think about when you are when you're in that hill your patience and your attitude when you have everything. Those things define you, like we said before, right? When, failure, when, when you have failure in life, don't let it attack the heart. When you have success in life, don't let it get to your head. But there's the, the patience itself comes, the word patience in Hebrew is the word katar, is the word keter. 
comes from Keter Katar. It means in order for you to, to get this concept of, of the crown in life, it requires patience. Another beautiful example is we're all going to sit down to a Friday night table. We're going to have bread. And you're going to eat the bread. Our sages tell us that we have to bless the most burnt portion of the bread. And the reason why is because that took the longest to make. Okay? The, heart, the longest to make was the burnt part. That means in order for you to sit and eat that bread in your table, there was a, 10 steps that happened. There was the, the, the separating of the wheat, the cooking, the, the shafting, the, the, the separating. Basically, this is why we put 10 hands, 10 fingers on the bread. To recognize, I am eating this bread. And, I am, and this took 10 steps to make. That's why we say, Hamotzi lechamin ha'ar, it's the hay. The two hays, the, 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 the concept of 10. 10 fingers, look at the amount of patience for that bread to come out so you can bless it and you can elevate it, and etc. Look at the process of this eating the, bur- the, the last piece. That means, look, look what it took to get there. And, I, and, and every single time you understand that, you are letting it happen. Public speaking, the same thing, when you're trying to deal with people. If you are trying to put demands on them, they're not, it's not going to work because you're trying to force it on them. If you're trying to force people to love you, right? They will not love you because when you force something, it's a, it's a form of a demand. People don't want to be demanded. But when you are lovable and you're happy yourself, then people will love you. It's end of story. But when you are making these demands, the, 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 the needy salesman that hasn't sold anything in years, the, the girl who's been single too long and, 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 and complaining and anxious that nobody's dating her. Nobody's picking up these kind of situations. They don't want debt. They want somebody to help them <laughs> gather the life. So you have to get your crap together in life. And you have to develop the patience and recognizing that things are going to happen in God's order. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But when you keep on skipping the line and then going back to the line again, and then skipping the line and going back to the again, that's the frustration in life. It's the frustration in life. It's skipping line and going back to the line again. And this is what happens when we, ang- we get angry, which is an absence of patience. When we get angry, not only do we, do we, we lose our place in line, by the way. We have sorrow all over. Isn't that amazing? When you get angry, you lose, you lose your place in line in life. You have to start all over. Sages tell us when we get angry, we lose our dot. We lose our consciousness. We lose our wisdom. If you learn something, you lost it. That's why that Moshe Rabbeinu forgot the laws. So he, he forgot it because he got angry. And he had to be reminded of it. So basically, when you get angry, you practically, whatever you had, you lose, and you have to go wait in line again. That's, that's the greatest example of not having that patience. And this is why we have to constantly sanctify our nose, sanctify our patience, sanctify our breath, sanctify our breath constantly in order to speak. Also, when you're dealing with difficult individuals, we're frustrated. We look at it as, as, as a project. And, and they're heavy. I'm going to be honest with you. And, you know, sometimes you're dealing with individuals, they're not changing, and you get frustrated, and you're not speaking to them. You're, you're, you wanna, you're hitting the rock. You understand? You, you, they know that you, it's, a, it's a demand on you. They know it's heavy. And this is where Rabbi Nachman tells us that the key to changing people is really getting underneath the table and building rapport and going to their level, connecting with them. And, 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 and those five steps, especially teenagers today. God help us all. God help us all. I don't know what's more terrifying, Fauda or dealing with teenagers today. But this is, requires patience. Patience. And this is a key to Rabbi Nachman says. And this is why, Rabbi, this is why Moshe Rabbeinu which is pretty funny today, 
because I was in Israel last year on vacation and in, in the summer. And I, one thing Israel is known for is patience. I, I don't know what happened there, but it's, <laughs> there wasn't that much patience when, when we got there. But the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu yearned so much to go to Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael is the land of, of patience. It's supposed to be the land of patience. That's the, it's, it's supposed to be Erech miracles, Muna is patience. Where, that's why he yearned to get, to get there. But he couldn't, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the emotions and he couldn't handle the complaining. And this is, again, this is something where I'm going to talk about 10 benefits of patience, but this is something where you're going to understand. Demanding things in heaven, you're forcing it to happen. Forcing people to love you. You understand? Um, there's a great book on codependency that I saw in my rehab. And the book says, if you leave me, can I come with you? Do you understand? <laughs> the concept of I'm forcing, I'm such, I have low, such low self-worth that I'm forcing you to love me. I'm forcing you to do this today. I'm forcing things to happen. I'm forcing this deal to happen. That's why we do the opposite. We give charity. We back off and we let, we let go. We speak to the rock. What does that mean? We, we speak to Hashem. We have an issue in our lives. We don't force the issue. We speak to God. We speak to Him. We do it through prayer. We do it through trust. We don't do it through, through anxiety and fear and insecurities and if I don't have it now... Because all you're doing is you're getting yourself into a trap of chasing another thing. And then all you're going to do is be just like a rat racer. All you're going to be doing is running from one thing to another thing in life. So God's helping you. He's, he's showing you that develop patience. Because if you develop patience and you have the greatest formula in the world, which is now things will attract, come to you. Because if it doesn't come to you right now, that means it's not the right time, like he says. Like he says, things can happen in a different order that you want. But today, we are living in a very controlling world. You understand? We're living in a very controlling... It has to be this way. It has to be that way. It has to be with this guy. It has to be this business. You don't know anything. If God wants you to make Parnassah selling bananas in, 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 in Hialeah, then that's what it's going to be. You understand? That's what it's going to be. Who knows what God... Ha- who knows? We're, we're too focused today... And again, I've only learned from my own mistakes. I can only tell you from my, I was so stuck on the object. I said, There's, I have to become a stockbroker at this age. And that didn't work out. Okay, I have to become a doctor. Okay, that didn't work out either. It was constant letting go of what I thought needed to happen and just letting the flow happen. And once I did that in my life, it, it, was, just, it, was, it was a power versus force concept. People trying to become early, too, famous too quickly today. People want to be the, it's, it's, they're not, they're not, it's, it's not sustainable. Do you understand? It's not sustainable. And if you do it with the, at the wrong time, you will, all you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to fall on your face. Patience is not simply the ability to wait. It's how we behave while we are waiting. And that's the greatest example was when I was in Uman and we were going back from Moldova, the, the, all the flights were, we don't know. We, nobody knew where they were going. Everybody's got connecting flight. Everybody's on their own. And you could see there's different sectors of what people did in that, that, that hour of waiting. Some people freaked out. Some people yelled at their wives. Some people yelled at the tourists. Some people danced. Some people were on their phone. Some people went to go eat again. Everybody, it was like the, it was the, the, it was the ultimate test in heaven. 
you're, in a, you're, you're already jet lagged, 23 hours waiting in the borders. Now you got another hour where you don't even know when the plane's taking off. In Moldova, you have nobody idea. And everybody did something else. And that's the, the patience is, what are you doing while you're waiting? Think about, think about why depression and sadness is really arrogance. Think about it. It's, very, it's a very deep concept. It's an arrogance. It's an arrogance because you think you, it should be this way. Who says it should be that way? That's why we have to be careful to constantly reinforce this message of I don't know anything. I don't know anything. If I could tell you I've lost contracts to get the greatest contracts in my life, it would never, not never what I planned. Nothing, <laughs> what I planned worked 5% of the time. God's plan worked 95% of the time. So you have to recognize how not to force your 5% based on your knowledge of what you think is good and let the 95% come in in life. And that requires a lot of patience and a lot of renewal. And this is exactly speaking to Hashem versus hitting the rock. Forcing the issue. And this is a constant measure. When you force things, when you're trying to become wealthier before the right time, when you come, what happens when sometimes you become wealthier? You, oh, this is one of the lines that my, one of my cousins told me. It was one of the greatest lines I've ever heard. I've never shared this line. But whatever you are, all money does is make you bigger. So if you're a low life, more money would just make you a bigger low life. If you're a generous person, and you're a good guy, money will just make you into a greater person. But you're going to only get what you are in life. It's just money just expands it, 10x's it, of who you are. So what happens? You see what money does? Either changes people to the, to the better or to the worst. It doesn't happen to the better, even though you'd say, hey, God, you've provided for me. You gave me Parnassi. You gave me this. I should become a better person. I should become a more humble person. I should be more grateful. But the, obviously, we have to get some of those people who have tons of money to even open up a book and put on tefillin today. Because they think, what do I need this for? I got the money in the bank. What do I need God for? I'm good. God forbid we should have that curse of when you became rich and fat, you, you, you left me. That's when everything hit the, you know what? When we become rich and fat, we think, oh, it's good. It's good. We don't, we don't need, what do I need God for? It's the, guy who, who, it's the guy who found the parking spot when he was praying. That, oh, I got it. I got the parking spot already. So this is something you have to really, really reckon, recognize that all money is going to do in life is just give you more of which who you really are. So if that character is not good, it's just going to expand the character. And this is something really, really to think about. That whatever you're trying to force, you, you don't want to force things. And I, I promise you, this is probably one of the greatest lessons in life that you can get. It's, it's not about, you know, and, and, and social media is telling you the opposite today. It's telling you the opposite. You got this Alex Harmozi guy. Screw life. You work 23 hours a day. Be a chamor. So what? You, you just become a bigger chamor. And, and what are you going to do? So you drop dead at 50 something years old. Have a heart attack. I mean, what, what's, the, what's the tachlis? We're getting polluted by this concept. We're, 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 you know what you're doing? You're, you're, you're buying the shiny objects. And that's what you think is going to get you happier. But okay, there's a price for everything. There's a price for work that's going to cost you and your family. You have to have the right balance in life between work, family, 
love life. Because if you have work and you have money and all this and you have hor- horrific relationships and horrific this, what is it worth? It's worthless. It's worthless. You understand? So this is extremely important. A patient and sees the big picture. That ever, of course, I can go and buy, pick, buy more centers and go and travel, but it's going to affect my children. It's going to affect. And I've already went through a divorce. I've already went through having kids with another woman, and, and I already know what that looks like. But it, it's when you see the big picture, you say, "God, I want what you want. I want what you want. I don't want what I want, because my what I want is could be, could be. I want what I want could be because of my low self esteem and my my. I, I want to prove to others that I have more and I'm more significant because I didn't cure my childhood or whatever it is, because I got bullied in my childhood. I have to prove to the world that I have big muscles and. That's not, that's not, that's not that. That's not that. And this is where you could see that happiness is definitely not a, a, it's a state of mind. It's definitely a state of mind. Just practical things that you're going to get when you're more patient. You're going to reduce, it's going to reduce all your stress. Because again, it's, it's going to happen in its time. That's why it's extremely important. Rav Nachman tells us a beautiful chidush. It tells us that the, if you go to a Sephardic synagogue, not Ashkenazi, not so much, but if you go to a Sephardic synagogue, when the word potech et yadecha, I open up my hands, you see the whole, it looks like a soccer stadium. Everybody's got their hands open, right? Ashkenazi, <laughs> they got their hands open, right? But they, they, everybody misses, everybody misses the little line before that, which is, all eyes look up to you in hope, with hope. Looking is trust. Then I can open up my hands. Understand? We, the law of attraction is telling you, you you can draw something before it's time by looking and trusting for it. So when you look up, you create the direct light and reflected light, and then the mind, and then the blessing comes. You don't see that many. You, that's why not. So our sages tell us you should always pray by a window. So when you say those phrases, you look up in heaven and then you can, it's not just, it's not looking down. It's looking up and then looking down. Instead, drawing that, triggering triggering the trust, then I can open up my hands. And that's where instead of the, the, the hands, the hands, when we lose the wars in our lives, it becomes because the hands are heavy. Moshe Rabbeinu lost the wars because the hands are heavy. The hands is faith. The hands is how we bless bread. We have to wash our hands all the time. But when the hands are heavy, it's because it, it comes from a, a sadness of, of forcing things to happen. Forcing things to happen. Do you understand? Forcing things to happen. How many times your, your, your kid will come to you, uh, they don't want to be my friends. That could be the greatest thing in the world, that that person doesn't want to be your friend. Who says you should be friends with every clown in the, in the, in the, in the class? <laughs> Who says that's good for you? But we're taught that I have to be popular, I have to be friends with... Who says? Who says that? Who says? You are the average of your five friends today. It's the bottom line. So it, we're thinking, oh, I have to be neat, I have to be neat, I have to be friends with everyone. Yes, again, you'll see as you grow higher in life, you'll see you'll have, le- you'll have less closer friends because at the end of the day, you, you, you recognize you have certain standards in life and you can't waste time all day long. But forcing things to be liked, forcing things, it's, it's the, this is the issue. Forcing somebody to marry you. People want what they can have, not what they could have. And I'm not telling you to, to play hard to get. 
But when you are definitely showing all your cards and you have this desperate plea to you and this anxious plea to you, like, if I'm not married by now, you, the person's got you. And, and that, that's going to take away the, the adrenaline and the suspense of them getting something. So you already basically, you, 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 killed the, you killed the deal, bottom line. It's pretty much the car salesman saying, you know what, this car is so available, test drive it for 30 days, and if you want to come back. Every car, oh, it's not available for six months. So because it's not available for six months, now you want it all of a sudden. We want what we can't have. Why? Because it creates a sense of, of a rush. So this is teaching you in life that, that you don't want to be the person that's too out there, too available, and too, too that. You also want to have a, a little bit of... I tell people all the time on, on dating, it's good to have a little secrecy. You don't want to tell everybody everything on the first date because what are you going to show up on the second date? What are you going to talk about? <laughs> Microdosing. 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 So this is again... So this, this concept of taking something before it's time does not just apply, it applies in prayer. That means if you're getting frustrated, if you're getting, if you're putting, if you're putting, if you have, an, if you have a stopwatch when you pray, if you're focusing on the end product, that is called forcing something to happen. And that's gonna lead you to anger. It's gonna lead you to anger. Forcing something before it's time, it's eating unripe fruits. And you, if, if you eat an upright fruit, you will not only not eat the fruit, it will not only not be good for you, but it can actually make you sick. Go eat an unripe banana. Go eat an unripe fruit. It's funny, when you eat something that's unripe, it, it lowers the blessing of that fruit. You know that? If you eat something and it's unripe, you don't say the original blessing. It lowers it. lowers it. You say shahakol. You say lower instead of haitz. And this is a very deep message. Because it's not, you're not going to receive blessing out of it. You're not going to receive blessing out of it. Hot starts have cool, de- cool ends. Again, getting physical too much before relationship. Again, this is all too much passion. Too quick. Delay the passion. Delay the passion for marriage. You're going to need it, believe me. <laughs> you will need it. Take your little adrenaline passion and use it in marriage, not before you get marriage. Because what's going to happen is it's not sustainable. This is the greatest, the greatest that God gave us Nida. He gave us where a person and, and the idiots say, no, it's not good, it ruins relationships. Okay, okay. I think Hashem knows a little more than, 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 than your theories on, on, on stupidity. It causes, it causes renewal. It causes, again, it causes that separation for the sake of reenactment. It causes the, the new spark, which is all, every book is about creating the new spark. We have it, we have it. We have all the laws that we have. But we, we got corrupted by modern society and we think that they know better. They know better. Modern society, they know much better, much better. This is why you could see the problem. You could see the problem in life. So this, this really lesson applies if you, just having patience is going to reduce your stress, it's going to improve your relationship because you're going to understand people instead of judge them. It's going to make, you have, you're going to have better decision making. You're going to have increased production in life because again, you're not, you're going to be focused and persistent, which is the key. You're going to be able to, to deal with problems better because remember, you're taking away the emotional 
the, the, the anxiety and the fears. When you, anytime you have anxiety and fear, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to improve self-control. Think about the example of the marshmallow example that Walter Mitchell did. And he put two marshmallows, two, he, he told these students, he told one, one group of kids, here you go, you can have one marshmallow right now, or you can wait 20 minutes, and you can have two marshmallows. And they tracked these kids, the kids that wanted the one marshmallow right now, versus the kids that wanted the two marshmallows right now, they had higher levels of addiction, depressions, drug addictions, poverty, etc. Basically, he's telling you, when you have delayed, delayed gratification, you will have more success, wealth, health, better relationships, etc. You want to teach your kids to take this, the two marshmallows by waiting and having patience and telling you, if you just wait two minutes, control your emotions, tw- tw- 20 minutes, you can have two marshmallows. The power of the reward of patience. You can have that zivug at the right time. You can have this at the right time. And that's a very, very important message. We don't want to grab the marshmallow just because it's available. If you can get two of them, and that. Stock market, patience, everything. There's nothing in the world. And why? Because patience comes from the concept of keter. Keter is, is, is this. And this is how Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to go to Eretz Yisrael, which is pretty scary. How he, this mistake, you know, this mistake got into that. There's other reasons why our sages tell us that if he wouldn't have the people would have worshipped him. There's, there's a bigger reason. But definitely, if you're trying to, just our communications with people. Instead of, it's not the what you say, it's the way you say it. What you say versus the way you say it. It's another thing. We have to change the way we speak to people, right? How you could speak, you can get the same message completely different. That's called having the patience of understanding. And again, better health, increased happiness, and etc. So let's start focusing on, and this is exactly after this curse. What happened is, because, the, because of this curse, the Jews brought Moshe to anger. This caused us, now, when we're trying to learn something, this is why it's so difficult to learn. Because this, this affected the way we learn. So this is why we have to struggle to learn because we don't have, we, we can't, it's not going to come to you easy. It has to develop by patience. Another good example of this is before you try to speak to people, another, God told him to speak to me before. The level of my classes, to tell you the truth, is how much is bodhidut I do before the class. Because it's the real, real effective way to, to get a person to change is you have to really focusing on asking God to connect to that person versus speaking to that person. If somebody, if you speak to somebody and they know you don't care about them, they're not going to listen to your words. But if they know that you care about them, then they will listen to your words. And how do you get somebody to care for you? By praying for them and sending them love. So whatever you do before, it's going to affect the way you speak. So as you're trying to fix your shalom bayit issue, you need, to, you need to speak to God and, 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 and talk to Him about how much gratitude you have for your spouse and how much your spouse is good for you and he's, she's kind to you. And you just have a couple minor hiccups, just a couple glasses thrown at each other. It's, it's just a couple, everything could be replaced. But if you speak, the whole point of this is speaking versus striking. More speaking, less striking. More power, 
less force. You should apply this to every area of your life. That learn to start, again, it all connects to the breathing. Because remember, gold comes from the north and evil comes from the north. So you're dealing with, anytime you're dealing with wealth, you're dealing with opportunities for things, you have to go through the north. And the north itself, both of wealth and north. So, so Ratzar and Ramnachman says that anger is, the, is how you lose wealth and patience is how you make it. So may Hashem help us all that we should all merit to speak to people instead of forcing it. May we also merit that we should also be, we have to understand, may we also recognize that that have that calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order. May we also recognize that our attitude, when we get tested, when we don't have anything, and we are struggling, you are actually being tested. It's not a punishment, it's a test. Don't view it as a punishment. Hashem help us all, we should all merit to speaking and less hitting. Have a great day.